This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey and Frankie and Benny coming to you on a football Friday, heading into one of the big betting weekends of the year. Got NFL going down. Still got college basketball, which the Vegas Whispers Sharp are red hot with. Got some college football championships, NBA preseason if you're really a degenerate. And then, of course, obviously, the ultimate fighting championship with another red hot pistol, our guy Casey Olsen. Ben, what up with you, my man? What's going on, fellas? How we living? Happy Friday. Happy start to a fairly solid weekend of college football. Uh, I might be one of the few people that's going to be really involved in trying to figure out what happens in the Big Ten Championship. Uh, a little representative to Indiana. They're not going to get in. Uh, they're playing between, uh, obviously, Northwestern and Ohio State. But if you think about it, there was certainly an argument that they should have been at least in consideration if they didn't change the rules for Ohio State, but it's an exciting time. The Best Bets article just came out over at si.com slash gambling, so all of our favorite picks for the week are out on the NFL side, and of course, there's going to be plenty more Vegas Whispers information uh, from Frankie and the gang coming out today as well, so it's an exciting time. What up with you, Frankie? What's going on? You're feeling a little bit heavier in the pockets this morning after a good night on Thursday night football. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it really was. I mean, all the proposition wages came in, but uh, you know, it's sometimes they say it's better to be lucky than good when it comes to the sharp information. And boy, was is that really the case? I mean, we were lucky in one and unlucky in another. Uh, unlucky to you know not be able to hit that uh, Will Darren Waller and Austin Eckler prop, uh, be able to come through at nearly odds of five to one. But because Austin Eckler, you know, inexplicably was not used at all on the goal line as Callum Balazs was, who you know also couldn't find his way into the end zone with a roadmap even from. The half yard line so it was unbelievable that we weren't able to catch that but Darren Waller anytime touchdown that was great uh also you know uh, once again you know being lucky than good you know here, here we are we're sitting with 197 yards passing after a first half from Justin Herbert and then all of a sudden you know he literally guys he had one attempted pass in the entire fourth quarter he was sitting at 261 passing yards I was about ready to break the television a little bit you know maybe I have to buy myself a new one because I, could, I thought this was going to be an absolute bad beat then the Raiders get the ball in, in overtime drive all the way down look like they're eating the clock looks like the Chargers aren't even going to get the ball back they do here comes an unloaded 50-yard bomb to Guyton down the sideline and boy that was a nice little beautiful catch right there and that put us over the total so that was another winner on the night and then of course our uh you know the the respected information once again comes to through as Seton Hall going under the poster total 
sales going under the poster total. I took a bad number even in running uh, since I was able to, I, I was forced to miss that number, you know, in play. But as we stress off into the SI Pro community, you know, target the, uh, the in play, I got a number that was somewhat close, still not as close, but boy, it was no problem because it went double digits under the total. So there was an overall, Corey, it was definitely a great Thursday and I'm looking forward to an even better weekend. I'm glad you guys did a good Thursday really quickly because I jumped once once Derek Carr got knocked out of the game and I thought to myself, okay, like let's see how Mariota does on these first few plays. And all of a sudden he was moving the ball around. He was running like he felt in command of this offense. And I also thought to myself, you know, the Chargers are also going to find a way to charger all over themselves. They've done this all year. They're 5-16 and 16, um, in one-possession games under Anthony Lynn. So I, I jumped on the Raiders at, at about 160 plus 165 money line. Uh, and it looked really good in overtime. In fact, it looked really good throughout the game but both of these teams were trying to figure out a way to lose against one another and so I'm glad that that Herbert bet cashed in but just watching the Raiders in a game that they needed to have at home against a team that's been known all season to lose games god that was a disappointment yeah nah it was tough uh back in the Raiders um I actually stayed away from the side like I said I unloaded not unloaded but I doubled up on the um I put the account not that it was a lot in there but I put the account on the Herbert thing and I'm looking at it sitting at 261 uh, for a while and I'm like this is not fair but then of course like 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 Frankie mentioned you know what another thing I got this weekend and, and both of you guys are in the industry and come from the same industry and you know done stuff for the same um so this is I haven't done a season-long fantasy basketball league in a while but for some odd reason this year I'm in two of them I have a draft tonight and I have a draft tomorrow and I kind of want to get you guys opinion on something I did now tonight a little 10 team league with some fantasy analysts from social media and stuff like that, right? Nothing spectacular. No money. No no money put up and nothing like that. And then tomorrow night, Frankie, I have Adam Ronis's league. And if people that know Adam Ronis, Adam Ronis, I guess, is like the fantasy player of our generation. Whether it be football, whether it be basketball, whatever the case may be, for the most part, if Adam Ronis, if you're in the league with Adam Ronis, Adam Ronis is the favorite, probably two to one. Now, Nadra, I, I have a 500 record lifetime against Adam Ronas. If you, if you mention this to him, he'll try to bite your head off. So <laughs> here's the deal. You know, my buddy over at the National Fantasy Football Championship, National Fantasy Football, National Fantasy Baseball Championship, the NFBC, NFBC, NFFC, NFBK, whatever the case may be, my man Andy Saxton, I sent him an email today, Frankie, asking him to send me an NFBKC online championship draft board is that low integrity for me to take that into a draft no i don't believe so i mean if you ask as long as i would assume once they send it to you they'll block out the participants names at the top of the draft board so that way in case you are going against any of those players in adam ronis's draft you won't have you know an advantage in knowing who that you know particular team owner may be looking at drafting or targeting in the middle rounds or late rounds. It would give you inside information I think that might be unfair, but as long as it's cut out and you don't know who drafted what and you're just getting a draft board, I don't see any issue with it. Ben, is that is that is that low is that low integrity move to take an NFBCK draft board into a couple of home league drafts? No, I've I've done something similar before, but kind of like what Frankie said, you know, a lot of times when you're when you're going through as much information as you can to try and prepare yourself for you know for a lot of football drafts, I, I take a look at as many high stakes drafts as I can. Um, and yeah, and Frankie makes a good point. Like it, sometimes they just choose to put in the team name, so you don't necessarily know whose team it is, or if that person wants to reveal 
um, who they drafted as part of their their articles or, or so on and so on. And I know we do that a lot over at SI for a lot of our, our draft recaps and draft reports that, we, that you know are leading up to the start of the season. I think if you're armed with as much information as possible, that's that's a bonus. So I, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong in it. You you'd rather you'd rather ask for for forgiveness, right? I guess yeah, exactly. Here's the thing now. If I now listen, if I win the league, right, and I then after the league is over and won, I'm like, oh yeah, the draft was critical. I had an NFB. Ronan's gonna try not to pay me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's gonna try not to pay me because that's how competitive Adam Ronas is. Well, now, this, if this were on the radio, now we'd have to invite Ronas on to be able to defend himself. <laughs> we'd have to give him equal time here. So let's 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 be careful before Ronas all of a sudden starts coming after us. <laughs> all right, so let's jump into the best bets. Go ahead, Ben. Let's start with you. Give us your best bet for week number 15. All right, this one was actually I, I thought this was a bit of a tougher week, and I, I like to. I like to have be a little bit different than the rest of the team. And, and a lot of our guys this week, uh, including you, Corey, including you, Frankie, you guys are on the same team. In fact, four, excuse me, five picks from the SI gambling team, uh, including one from, from Monday morning quarterback and Mitch Goldish, uh, were on the team that you guys are going to talk about this week as well. So I'll, I'll give you guys that opportunity because it's a good pick and I agree with it. Initially, I didn't see the value in the New England Patriots. Uh, the line had moved a little bit down to, to plus one at DraftKings. And uh, I just felt to myself, I don't know if I really want to want to go here. And then I got a handy dandy email from the, the good folks over at DraftKings. And here's what they had to say. They'll, they'll tell you the different information between where uh, the money is coming in and where the betting information is coming in. This is directly from the source. And, and Frankie's information is the best in the business. Uh, so I'm curious to get his perspective on this as well. This line opened at Miami at home against New England at minus three. 86% of the bets are on Miami. 85% of the bets, uh, of the money, I should say, is on Miami. And yet here we are finding ourselves with the Patriots seeing their line move two points in their favor. A little bit of reverse line movement certainly caught my attention. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, it's Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. Say, he's, yeah, won 11, yeah, he's won 11 consecutive games against a rookie quarterback. In fact, Frankie, do you know the last quarterback, the last rookie quarterback to beat Bill Belichick? Mm. I'll tell you one right there. Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Mark Sanchez, last last rookie quarterback to beat a Bill Belichick coach team. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's been a while. And we certainly saw a far better offense um, go down and just get clobbered by the Patriots in the Los Angeles Chargers, 45 to nothing. I think the Patriots win this game outright. I'll happily take a point, maybe point and a half, and it ends up going back up in that direction uh, over at DK Sportsbook. But just everything right now feels like it's lining up in favor of New England, going on the road, trying to redeem themselves from that Week 17 loss last year against Miami. And they also beat them already this season. I, I think this is a good spot for the Patriots. Uh, and even though they're, they haven't been a good team, and Miami's been the number one team in the NFL at covering the spread this year, 10-3-0 against the spread, I like the Patriots plus one. That's an interesting bet right there, and, and, and it's a good call. Mind you, Miami, New England, it's always an upset in that series every year. Normally the Dolphins will win that late season game, but I think that's a good call because I was going to mention, don't forget to hit the two or the throw an interception prop bet. If you can find that prop bet, two or will throw an interception this week going up against the New England Patriots, especially what Bill Belichick does. But, Frankie, you want to hop in here and break that one down? 
Yeah, I think that, you know, I listen, I always say it. I mean, reverse steam is something that you want to always be looking at, especially in NFL games. I would prefer to look at it more in highlighted uh, individual games, the Sunday night game, the Thursday night game, or perhaps even you know, Monday night game. Yeah, exactly. I like those highlighted games more. So I think that the reverse steam, you know, tends to rear its ugly head more often than not in those games. But, you know, listen, I think one of the things that you, I think it's important for us to highlight is, you know, Ben, you alluded to it, you know, they, they were able to take down a much more potent Chargers offense, but I think there's a difference in coaching. Um, you know, I think that the head coaching differential between the Chargers and what we're seeing from the Miami Dolphins right now is a big disparity. But, guys, there's, there's an important thing here. Will this steam actually continue and push this line to maybe pick them? Yeah, because you want to know why I say pick them? Because right now there is a streak of 13 consecutive Dolphins-Patriots games where the odds makers have had my New England – labeled as a favorite. So if Miami can somehow go off as a one point or even a half point favorite, they'll actually stop that string. And you want to go back even further? New England, guys, they're favored over Miami in 33 of the last 34 meetings between the two AFC East rivals. So there's a lot of things that are going to be going on within this game right now, but it's really going to be an interesting game. For me, it's a complete stay away because I believe that Miami is the better team. I think that defense is a bet, you know, overall is a much in much better shape. I am not, I'm not buying into Cam Newton. Um, I haven't been. I advise cutting him uh, over in droppables. You know, over a month ago, I got a little bit of pushback from that. And boy, was I right because his numbers have really fallen off from a fantasy perspective. And, you know, guys, this is a tough game. But once again, the thing that keeps me from putting my hard-earned money behind the Dolphins is what Ben alluded to. A rookie quarterback going up against Bill Belichick. It's often a remedy for disaster if you're willing to do that. You're often burning your money at the betting windows. But right now, as you alluded to, Miami is the best team ATS. They are a strong team. They're the better team. If it wasn't a rookie quarterback going against Bill Belichick, I'd be backing Miami. But what makes me stay away from this right now is also the reverse steam. That's something that you want to be looking at always. Ben, you alluded to it. It's a great call, great catch. And on top of it, you know, I have to, you know, stay away from it because I had never gotten in front of that Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback freight train at any point, at any point. Also got to watch out Bill Belichick versus somebody off of his coaching tree normally goes in Bill Belichick's favor right. as well. That is Flores. Listen, that's a game that I had my eye on when it came down to my best bet of the week. But I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs laying that three versus the New Orleans Saints. Now the New Orleans Saints reportedly will have Drew Brees back this week. I'm not going to break down why that's the pick. Frankie, you go ahead and let them know. <clears throat> Yeah, well, you know, listen, we know that we learned that news, Corey. Uh, but for me, it's just something I just I, I can't take much stock into it. If it was a healthy Drew Brees, yes. But I feel like they're rushing him back. I'm still not – I'm still really concerned. I mean, r broken ribs, multiple broken ribs. This is – you know, he takes one shot, one blindside shot. That Saints offensive line is really what got him in this situation. It's not one of the best lines that Drew Brees has had over his career. And, you know, if we're going to get the opportunity, guys, to really get Patrick Mahomes, and easily and arguably the best team in the NFL only laying three, I think it's an early Christmas present. Now, I know that the a lot of people are going to push back on that saying, hey, you know, the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions are 12-1 and straight up, but boy, have they been absolutely awful burning their back is 0-5, guys, ATS over the last five games. But it's also important to note, 
that streak should have ended last week if it wasn't for a meaningless field goal by the Miami Dolphins down yep. nine. And there's not a single book out there for any coach that says down down nine with 16 seconds to go, you kick a, a you at least attempt and eventually convert a 52 yard field goal just to make it go, you know, make yourselves only down nine and then try to get an onside kick, which is virtually nearly impossible in today's day and age right now with the way that they've changed the rules in the NFL. Onside kicks are, you know, like hitting lotto, you know, so, you know, guys, for me, that streak should have ended last week. It's going to end this week. Patrick Mahomes and the boys, they are the best team. They are the better team. And unfortunately, due to the lack of less than 100% we're going to get of a Drew Brees under center, I think that, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs are the best bet on the board, only laying three points. I think they're going to win this by at least seven. I, nah, I I do like that, too. I am with the Kansas City Chiefs, as Frankie mentioned. All of those things that I, I agree with 100%. All right, so let's hop, hop into some of this big-time college football. I want to start with a game tonight, uh, a little while earlier earlier today. I had to go do some Christmas shopping. I took an Uber, and the Uber driver, <clears throat> his mask said N-A-R-N-A-H-R-A-B-E-T-S. B-E-T-S. So I said, oh, Not- man. What's up? Naira Betts. Yeah, Naira Betts. I'm like, my man, you bet on the ponies. He's like, yeah, I bet on the horses a little bit, but he's like, really, I'm I'm a jockey. And I was like, stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the wildest thing. He's like, yeah, I'm a jockey. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did, did you tell him to go faster and then, t- then take out a whip? <laughs> it was the wildest thing. So I'm looking like, oh, he is kind of short. So I'm looking at the dude. So he's, you know, Rod, jockey over at Belmont. He bet the ponies a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But he was saying his real strong suit is betting college football in the NFL. Like he says, he'll go down to Atlantic City, spend the night in Atlantic City, and just sit in the, in the sports book all day on Sunday and bet on the NFL. And I'm like, wow, you being there with a mask on? He's like, yeah, it's, it's hard to breathe. And, you know, they make you make sure you wear it over your nose when you're in Atlantic City in the sports book. I was like, man, that's true. I want to go back to the book too, but I just can't be sitting in the, in the sports book for eight hours with a mask on and be, you know, very uncomfortable. So we get to talking and he's telling me things he likes and stuff like that. So he mentions a game tonight. Um, I'm pulling up right here. It is a contest tonight in college football. I believe it's the um Conference USA. It's, yeah, it's the Conference USA title game between UAB, Alabama, Birmingham, and Marshall. The total is 43, and he told me this season, this college football season, games that have totals under 45, the over has cashed 56% of the time. So college football games with totals under 45, the over has cashed 56% of the time this year. So my man with the Naira Betts mask on, my Uber driver, the jockey, I'm rolling with that tonight, Frankie. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, there's been some movement to that, Corey, because this number that you're alluding to out here in Vegas, the opening number, the earliest book that you know had it out here, a respected shop out here in Vegas, had this total at 41. They now have this total listed at 44, as you know, as we're talking right now, guys. So I believe that you're a jockey. I don't know if it was Jerry Bailey or who it might have <laughs> been over there driving it around, but uh, uh, hopefully it wasn't Johnny V because I have him on a horse that I'm going to be looking at in Gulfstream. So I'm hoping he's not up in New York stuck in the snowstorm driving around right now 
But uh, I'll be honest. I mean, listen, it looks like that's the side right now. It looks like there's a lot of support towards going over that total, which opened at 41, and it would lend credence to what he was telling you. Um, obviously, it looks like a lot of people are getting behind that steam that when these numbers are less than 45, you know, they're hitting a better than a 50% clip right now. And obviously that looks like it's the right side because there's been a three point move to that side, Corey. So you might've been getting some sharp information while you were in that Uber. Can you hear about that? Getting some sharp information from the pony. I mean, from the pony rider as he, as we try to play the ponies. All right, Ben, here we go. This is right up your alley. We got Roy Larkin's best bets for college football this weekend out today. Big 10 country. That's where you're at. You've already said that your Iowa uh, Hoosiers should have been in this game. Indiana Hoosiers should have been in this game. Absolutely. Ben, Ben. No bias, no bias whatsoever. They're going to put Ohio State in the game, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Big Ten is going broke. They need Ohio State. They need Ohio State. I don't know if they're going broke, but they're interested in as much money as humanly possible. Yeah, that is true, too. Yeah, they're probably not going broke, but they probably not. They probably pockets ain't fat as they would like to be this time of year. So they're playing Northwestern Big Ten Championship. Ohio State is laying 20. What is Roy saying? The total is 57. Yeah, 57 total. Ohio State right now, 20-point favorites. And here's the thing about Ohio State that I actually think lines up well for them is that Northwestern is one of those teams that they need to dictate the style in which you play. And they've done that throughout most of the year. In fact, they're 5-1-1 against the spread over the course of the seven-game Big Ten season. Uh, they, You could make an argument that they really should have been undefeated this year, that game against Michigan State. They just got off to just an atrocious start in the first quarter that by the time they started to play better and commit better on the defensive side of the ball, it was a little too little too late. I, I think this line is a little bit inflated. I, I do think Northwestern, if they dictate tempo in this game, if they're able to run effectively, if they're able to use play action with Peyton Ramsey, who is a very good quarterback who had success at Indiana before being a graduate transfer to come over to Northwestern. Um, you know, he's played in a lot of these games for Indiana before where he's helped the Hoosiers cover the spread uh, against a lot of teams before, before ultimately falling and losing straight up. So I, I think there's a little bit of disrespect on Northwestern's name. And I, and I think the reason that, that the line is so big is largely because um, we've seen Ohio State continue to remain at the top of the college football playoff. Northwestern does have some flaws, but I do think that Ohio State still has some severe issues in their secondary. Their defense has not been good this year, uh, and as good as Justin Fields has been, he's probably going to get his toughest test of the season with Northwestern's defense. So I, I think the Cats can hang around. Our guy, our guy Roy Larkin will take Ohio State minus 20, but uh, I would disagree with him. I actually think Northwestern will make it a little bit closer than most people would expect before Ohio State pulls away late. I just don't think it's enough to cover the 20. Hey, Frankie, what's they talking about on the strip? Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, uh, it, it's for me, Roy. I believe you know. We, we, I think Corey, you know it, and we often talk about it. Um, this is this is a play that Roy is sounding more and more like he's hanging out a lot with our square friend uh, Bill Enright. Um, <laughs> he's got, our guy Roy has gone ten and four in his picks this year, and his free picks over at SI. So we'll, well, we'll give him some props. No, listen, let's give him props. But you know, uh, uh, sooner or later that bubble's got to burst if you're going to keep being a if you're going to keep being a, a square player and laying the wood with twenty. 
21-point favorites for me. I actually saw this number at 21. Um, I was able to buy the hook and get this plus 21 and a half. Uh, nice. I, believe, I believe that this number is actually way too inflated. I thought that then, uh, you know, even out here in some respected shops, that number's down to 18 out here in Vegas um, as we're talking right now. So this number is continuing to tumble. I'm worried about, you know, laying, you know, expecting to see three touchdowns or more uh, victory for an Ohio State team that has only played five games due to COVID-19. I know Justin Fields is an absolute star, but I'm just not so sure that this team is really revved up and, you know, in prime fashion and, and they're really sharpened, sharpened on all areas, you know, in all phases of the game. For me, I find it difficult to be laying 21 points or expecting a team to win by 21 points that's only played five games this season. I think Northwestern is a live play here, you know, to be, I don't believe that they'll win the game, but I think they'll stay within the number. That's why I even bought the hook. I have them plus 21 and a half. As I said, it's down to 18. I believe that Roy is on the wrong side in this play here. For me, I, I it, it's either grab the points or it's a pass for me because I don't believe that being a square player here is going to keep you on the right side. All right, here we go. The, the, the Big 12 Conference Championship game, the Oklahoma Sooners versus the Iowa State Hawkeyes. Ben, what's the deal? Uh, no, yes, it's actually uh, Iowa State. The the Hawkeyes. The Cyclones. Are, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Cyclones. Cyclones. Cyclones are in this game. Not the uh, guy, Trevor Ray. That's, that's right. Salute to Trevor Ray. Good good times back in the the serious XM days. Uh, another sort of intriguing play coming in from Roy Larkin. He likes Oklahoma at minus five and a half. I mean, think about the start for Oklahoma this year. It was not pretty. Uh, they were changing out quarterbacks, and it was just a complete mess. And they've really started to put things together. I, I like Iowa State. I, I just don't think they're the number six team in the country. I, I don't think they've proven that. Uh, and I think the talent level from the Oklahoma side, especially the way they've been playing as of late, uh, is likely to stand out here. If I were looking for a play, I'd probably take the the, the over on 58, just because I think both of these teams are going to put up some points against each other. But our guy Roy likes the Sooners. He's going with the favorite once again, minus five and a half uh, at the time he wrote the article over on DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, frankly, I, I don't mind that play as well. If I uh, had to choose, I'd probably lean towards the over, but certainly don't mind Oklahoma uh, minus the points as well. All right, Frankie, are you going to trash Roy for taking over in this one too? <laughs> no, I think I, no. I, I actually think that this is a much better uh, square play because I think it, <laughs> it, 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 it also actually you know highlights something that you know here's something that you all betters out there need to be paying attention to. Obviously, the odds makers have a different power ranking than they do according to the national rankings that we see along the, you know everywhere right now. Iowa State is the higher ranked team at number six. You know, and Oklahoma and some, you know, uh, different rankings right now have them at, you know, around number 10. So obviously, though, the odds makers out here in Vegas, you know, they, they know a little bit more. Their power rankings are a little bit better. And they have the lowest seeded team. Actually, you know, when I say lower, I mean the worst seeded team in the eyes of, you know, the pundits out there. But Right now, they're a five-and-a-half-point favorite, and I believe that that is being on the right side. I, I am just not really I, – I was higher on Purdy, um, Brock Purdy coming into this season, but I haven't been really 100% sold on his ability to play consistent football, and I'm worried that that's going to rear its ugly head in this game on Saturday, and I think that Oklahoma is playing just slightly better football right now, and because Purdy is not playing up to the level that I expected him to be playing at, I believe that Oklahoma is the right side. I agree with Roy on that one. All right, here we go. Now, here's my favorite one of the of the weekend, Ben. 
I'm about to say it's my Clemson Tigers, but obviously everybody be like, Corey, you're full of it. You know, I'm not a Clemson fan. You know what I'm saying? But it's my guy, Dabo Luther King in the Clemson Tigers. Oh <laughs> Broadway, <laughs> Broadway, Trevor, <laughs> Broadway, Trevor Lawrence, and everything that goes along with it versus Notre Dame's. I feel like it's Catholics versus convicts all over again. I cannot wait for this football game. The best college game of the year so far was when they met the first time and went to overtime. What is Roy giving us on the ACC championship? Uh, Roy's going. Roy is going and backing the favorite, even though playing the wood again. Playing the wood again. My oh my! I'm telling you, these guys are. He is hanging out with Bill too much. (laughs) (laughs) Clemson uh, ten and a half point favorites on DraftKings Sportsbook. That's the direction our guy Roy Larkin is going in. Uh, You also have to remember too that this posted at five and a half for Clemson, and it's moved all the way up mm-hmm. uh, to 10 and a half for the rematch this year. Uh, also consider this Clemson, if they lose would likely drop out of the top four yes. versus if Notre Dame loses and it's a close game, there's still an argument to be made that they should remain in the college football playoff. Now, I don't know if that necessarily happens and we'll see what happens with the other games, but there's certainly an argument to be made that Clemson needs this game uh, much more than that of Notre Dame. So the 10 and a half feels like a lot. I know Notre Dame is very interested. And remember, they did beat them without Trevor Lawrence before. So I, it, this feels like a stay away for me just because I, I really can't get a good line here and I can't figure out where I want to go. Uh, I know it'll be entertaining. And so if you think it's going to be a close game, maybe you lean towards Notre Dame at plus 10 and a half, especially if you can get that hook. But uh, there's the Clemson having Lawrence back makes a substantial difference here. So I'm curious to get your guys' perspective on this. For now, it's a stay away from me. Yeah, see, the way I'm, the way I'm looking at it right here is I, I got to listen. I do. This is a this is a big number to lay. In a, in a game of this magnitude, but when mm-hmm. Clemson is on and their and their backs against the wall, and my man Trevor Lawrence is out there, Broadway Trevor, soon to be the quarterback of the New York Jets, Frankie, I, it's gonna be it's gonna pain me to do so, <laughs> but I think I'm gonna go ahead and lay the wood with the Clemson Tigers. You'll be out of you guys. I guess I'll be out on an island then because I'll be oh, out. You going, you I, going with the Fighting Irish? Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'll tell you how I'm gonna play this game. I I actually expect expect this game to actually creep up even higher. I wouldn't be surprised if this this number doesn't approach maybe 12 or even 13 by kickoff wow. because there's gonna be a lot of Trevor Lawrence love out there. This number just continues to be to steam in a game of this magnitude. I want to be on the side of the books right now. The books are completely heavy. One 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 of my Vegas sources told me out here right now that they have 84 percent of the money right now is on Clemson laying the you know the double digit wood. So here's how I'm gonna play this game. I'm hoping that it goes to 12 or 13. I'm going to wait till it's peak, closer to kickoff. I'm going to grab the points and then once this game is a lot closer than people are expecting it to be, because I think that Clemson will come out victorious because of Trevor Lawrence. However, I believe that this number is completely overinflated right now and there's a lot of disrespect. I think they're going to play the, Brian Kelly's going to play the disrespect card. I think Notre Dame's going to come out fighting and then I'm going to wait and once this game is closer, maybe even Notre Dame gets the lead you know, possibly maybe 10-7, 7-0, somewhere in that realm, then give me Clemson at a target range of less than six, maybe in that five, minus five and a half, minus four and a half point range. And guess what? Then I will look to middle the hell out of this game because I think that this number is completely inflated. That's how I'll be looking to play it. I will grab the points at its peak with Notre Dame, and then I'll be looking to whack it back the other side once maybe, you know, Notre Dame keeps this closer than a lot of other people are expecting. This game will be won by Clemson but not by the amount of points that most people are expecting. There you go, Fat Stack Frank. You're trying to double pop the ACC championship. All right, let's get on to the big one, the 
the SEC Championship, Southeastern Conference Championship. It was a hell of a weekend last year. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> oh, boy, on top of the city. All right, so here we go. Let's get let's get serious now, fellas. All right, Ben. So we got the SEC Championship game. We got my guy, Kyle Trask. You know what I'm saying? You know I was with the Florida Gators to win the national championship at 22-1. to 1. That number actually got down to 11-1 to 1 at one point. But obviously the shoe got thrown and everything just went out of whack, whatever the case may be. Where are you looking at? What are you feeling right now is the deal with the SEC championship game between the Florida Gators and the Alabama Crimson Tide? All right. So we're seeing right now at DraftKings Sportsbook the line at 17. And it's it stayed there for a little bit after opening at, at 13 and a half. And our guy Frankie's got a great breakdown for this game over at SI.com slash gambling. It's right on the front page. You can't miss it. Florida looked terrible against LSU. And there were certainly a few times last week where I thought about jumping on that money line a little bit later on in the game. Uh, and then all of a sudden there was that fog coming in. And I just felt, all right, something something's a little bit weird. Something bizarre is going to go down. Ed Orgeron's got that weird Bayou magic happening away from the Bayou. It just I, it, I ended up staying away. But Florida's been really good this year. And Alabama, as great as they have been, do we necessarily look at them as 17-point favorites? Or is this a gross overreaction to watching Florida get beaten by a bad LSU team last week? So I also think, like what Frankie is saying, uh, very similar to Clemson and Notre Dame, this line's going to continue to climb. It's Alabama. They're undefeated. The public loves backing Alabama. And so this feels to me, Frankie, tell me if I'm wrong, another wait-and-see spot. And then maybe, because Florida's going to be able to move the ball a little bit. Like, Trask is still a terrific quarterback. It's him and Mac Jones. You have the two top favorites for the Heisman Trophy going up against each other. So I do think Florida will be able to hang around for a while. We'll see whether or not Alabama ends up just stomping them in the second half. But I might be considering either a first-half bet for Florida to cover, or I'm looking to jump on the Gators uh, right before this game kicks off, knowing that the line is going to be grossly inflated. And that's yeah. the same thing I'm going to do before I get you in here right here, Frank, because I got a couple things for you. I'm going to jump on the floor. I've been riding with the Florida Gators all year. I'm not going to stop now. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I'm riding with the Florida. I'm going to, like, 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 like Ben said, I'm going to bet it right before kickoff, try to get the best of the number because they're going to be a big underdog. But what I want to ask you, though, Frankie, is a better bet Mac Jones' money line to win the Heisman Trophy? Is that a better bet at minus 155? Because if Alabama wins this game, Mac Jones will win the Heisman Trophy. If Florida wins this game, then Kyle Trash should win the Heisman Trophy. You know, I, I would tend to agree with you, but I'm a little bit worried that, you know, maybe Mac Jones gets canceled out by his own player on his own team right now in wide receiver Devontae Smith. No he, leads, he leads the SEC and the nation in receiving yards, you know, and he's been an absolute, you know, dynamic weapon. But, guys, here's a couple of quick things. Alabama, 10 consecutive victories. Even more impressively, guys, here's what we all care about. They've covered seven consecutive games against the number. Over the last five games alone, Alabama against their opponents, ready for this? They've outscored them 253 to 36. Cutting ass. Now, now, Florida, on the other hand, they've gone 6-1 and one in their last seven games with that one stinker last week. But they've absolutely crushed their backers, Corey, if you've been betting them, because they're 0-3-1 ATS in their last four games. So, obviously, this game is going to come down to one thing and one thing only. If Kyle Pitts is able to play and is healthy enough that we see maybe this is worth an in-play wager, and that's where I'll be looking to jump in. If Kyle Pitts doesn't play 
I'm I'm absolutely all over Alabama pregame. I'll lay the wood here. I will be squarehead bill and actually lay the wood here because Alabama is just <laughs> they, they, they are just they are just absolutely the best team in college football and they just absolutely pound people in this situation and they are doing it once again and I'm worried about, you know, maybe your your boy over there Kyle Trask hanging his head a little bit because maybe he lost the Heisman trophy last week and maybe that, you know, this Florida team isn't able to recover because they really should have won that game if that kid doesn't throw the shoe. If yeah. he doesn't throw the shoe, they win that game. So I'm worried about how flat they come out, how motivated is, is Florida for this game. And if Kyle Pitts doesn't play, I don't think this game is even has a chance because I think that the I think they will absolutely steamroll him. But if Kyle Pitts is playing and we see in that first drive up for Florida, he looks like he's a target. He looks like he's healthy. He looks like he's running around. Then I totally agree with you. I think that grabbing the points with Florida is definitely something to do because they will stay in this contest. But if he's not on the field, we know that pregame or we see earlier that, you know, the first drive or two that he's maybe not, he's just a decoy. He doesn't even look like he's healthy. Then I would be looking to lay the wood with Alabama because I think Mac Jones here has the, you know, an elite weapon, like I said, with Devante uh, Smith and and then don't forget about Najee Harris at, at running back. It, it pains me to say, being an Alabama, you know, an Auburn kid and an Auburn, you know, an Auburn fan, a Villanova kid in terms of my school, but my favorite team in college football is obviously the Auburn Tigers, going all the way back to my days at Bo. So it pains me to say, but Alabama looks like the better team. Yeah, because you definitely can't root for Villanova football. But no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, before I get up out of here, don't. don't I want. I, I want to ask two. I want to ask both of y'all a question. If Florida wins that game last week, Frankie, what's the spread on this game? Probably closer to, I would think, nine and a half, ten and a half in that range. You're probably looking. You're probably looking at at least a touchdown overreaction by the odds makers. What do you think, Ben? I, I think Florida that makes a lot of week. yeah. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. The, the fact that it opened up at thirteen and a half, I probably could have seen it open at maybe eight maybe eight and a half, just slightly higher than a touchdown or seven and a half, uh, and then likely worked its way up to where Frankie called it at, at either nine and a half or ten and a half. And there you go right there. Don't forget the red hot Casey Olsen. I'm just picked up my phone. I see his picks are already in the SI community discord for the SI Vegas whispers, you know, for the SI, um, you know, for the, for the, for the cool kids, the picks is already in there right now. As a matter of fact, when I'm finished, when I wrap up right here, I'm going to holler at my man in Jersey and he going to put him in. So we got to go right now. Have a good weekend. Get plenty of money. And don't forget, uh, you know, to take us out right here on the SI fantasy podcast. I'm just going to SI gambling podcast.